right. <clears throat> I'm going to start with the intro because it's easier. You're listening to Yeah, No. I'm Tina Park. And I'm Mayo Saki. And this is a podcast of stories about the ins and outs and ups and downs of starting a business. Welcome to our first episode. Welcome to my house. Yes, it's beautiful. We have a great view of the mountains and the a stream. <laughs> we like to call it a brook. Brook. Our it's brook a great, It's a good recording studio. Yeah, so we'll be here for the first few episodes, and I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm really excited, too. It's really good. I can't believe we're recording it. We've been planning for it for so yeah, long. Yeah, here we are. So let's, um, I think... Today we're going to talk about how we got here. Yeah, so since this is our first episode, maybe we should do a little bit of an introduction to ourselves. So this is Tina. My background is in human-centered research. I've been conducting research with patients who have chronic conditions in healthcare for a very long time. One of the things that I do is help to uncover the needs of these patients and help to translate that into products and services. And I'm Mia. I'm an experienced designer, and I've been really interested in understanding why people do the things they do. I've been looking at how can design help to change people's behaviors um, in a positive way. And for healthcare, it's really important because in order to improve your health, you have to make some behavior changes. Yeah. And we own a business together. We found a diagram about three years ago, a little over three years ago now, and diagram is a healthcare-focused design studio in New York City and we work with various companies to help them see through the lens of the patient and conduct user-centered research and build prototypes to help companies to develop their ideas and ready them for implementation. I think when people when we tell people we're designers oftentimes they just jump to oh you're a fashion designer oh you're an interior designer but really what we're talking about is design thinking, um, looking at what unmet needs are and really understanding who your user is so that you can create something that is meaningful and useful to them. I think it's important to talk about why we decided to do this podcast. It's funny our different perspectives about when we were talking about why we wanted to start this podcast because I kind of came in and I don't think I was really sure why I wanted to do it, but I was just, I thought we're business owners. We, you know, we started Diagram three years ago. We've been working on a startup. We're women, we're minorities. I just thought that I didn't see a lot of that. And I thought that that was really interesting. But when I first said it, I just kind of walked in and was like, we should do a podcast. <laughs> you know, I think part of what led us to this point is that we got to the three year mark with Diagram. And I think it was important for us at that moment, I remember us looking at each other and being like, so much crazy shit happened. And now's the time to take pause and look back and, and yeah. talk about that. You know, I think another thing that we had always kind of bonded about was reading about, we did so much research on how to start a business and yeah. reading about people in articles and blogs who had started their own business saying like, I don't know, I just started my garage and then all of a sudden 
we had 50 people and we're in this great studio. It just happened. And, you know, I remember you and I just being like, huh. That's yeah, not what happened. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that in the moment. And I know that for us, we're going on three plus years of working together on our own. And I think that it's gone so fast, right, in some ways. And I think that it's hard for people to look back and think about the aspects that might have been grueling or might have been fun or might have been all those things. And I think that they're really important because it's in those details that people tend to, I don't know, second guess themselves or take a misstep or just get frozen with fear. And I think that talking about those things and you and I are constantly looking for models of well, how did that person do that? And that part gets glazed over, right? And so to be able to capture that um, and share it, I think was something that we really wanted to be able to do, which is good. And I mean, I, I think we would have really benefited with some more helpful information. And I think that that's part of this as well. Like if we had just heard, hey, here's some things that you need to do, not so much in a like, you know, remember we had that book, Startup, businesses for dummies <laughs> yeah. that sat underneath your desk for two years with dust until we gave it away yeah not like that but you know just I think it would have really been refreshing for us to hear some reflections about yeah stuff. I think and also for us it's really good to just kind of document what we're doing um and you and I both are really big into self-reflection and thinking about if we have a, a misstep or if you have a failure or if we have a success, thinking about, well, why were those failures or successes and learning from those? And I think that um, this would be a really good opportunity to do that in an audible format. This episode is dedicated to the difference between, I think, starting something on your own versus starting something with a co-founder. I mean, I think that there is, there's doubt, there is worry, there is fear, there is anger, there is happiness. I just listed a bunch of general emotions. <laughs> but um, That you feel on a daily basis. On a daily basis. But I, I think what, what's been really helpful is that because we're different people, then when one person's freaking out, there's been very rare occasions where we're both freaking out at the same time. Right. And I don't know if that's the nature, maybe that's human nature of like one person gets to freak out. Maybe nature made a, a rule that only one person can freak out and the other person has to hold their shit together. But I mean, that's been for me like I, countless times when I've just been like, I'm worried about money, I'm worried about this. And you're like, I worried about that last month. <laughs> so this month, I'm, I'm over that. About. I'm over that. And that like is, is really amazing. And I don't know, um, you know, who, who do you ask when you're just by yourself? Yeah. You know, or do you just plow through and, you know, and be angry all day? I see people, I have friends who have started their own designs to do by themselves and I'm just baffled at how they do it because I feel like without having somebody else to bounce a decision off of, I could probably sit on a decision for a really long time. You can't make up your mind on a rug. I like to know my options. I can make up my mind. I just want to know all my options. And if there are an infinite amount of options, that's where I run into a problem. I and mean, so I think I need somebody else to just be able to say, 
we need that rug tomorrow. Well, um, let's, let's talk about you and me. Let's, let's bring it <laughs> back to tea and me. If this is is, these are things that I'm not good at talking about. <laughs> Why did we start a partnership? For us, it was kind of a non-negotiable. Yeah. I think that it speaks to our dichotomies. Yeah, I agree. Oil and water. Not always. Yin and yang. That's more, I feel, less opposing of each other. Yin and yang feels more like a balance. I feel like oil and water is not a balance. Oil and water is the term that you say when things don't mix. But we mix. Tom and Jerry. (laughs) I was always confused when Tom and Jerry were friends in the next episode and then they were enemies you know, in the previous episode or whatever. I always liked when they were friends. I did too. I didn't like it when they were fighting. I know. It and, was, um, and they would team up against that dog, the big dog. It's um, a true partnership. Yeah. I always think about our experience in sci-fi terms because I, I love... <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next episode of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. But that, like, looking out at, you could be in the universe, right? And there's, like, blackness, you know, blackness, stars. I'm going to go with you. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) Space rocks. And you can go into any direction, right? And I think, stay with me. You're in this tube. You're in this tube. And, you know, it's like shushing. And then it'll split, right? And you have to make a decision, right or left. And then you go down right, taking that leap. And then if we see the wormhole, you know, that big swirling thing, and you can go in that wormhole, or you could just float in blackness. A pivotal thing as well, like just a great principle is that we just have to, we have to jump. And maybe that's what these single owners do is they're just like, I'm going to jump and see where I land um, instead of just floating out there. That was a really interesting metaphor. <laughs> um, interesting, a substitute for a word that I can't think of right now. We both really like the scrappy, ambiguous part because I don't think a lot of people like that jump off point because they don't know where they're going to land. And I think that it can be really uncomfortable. We kind of relish in that, we like that part. And I think that that's why we have an incubation arm. That's why we, we like to do these internal projects because we like that part where we're kind of just figuring out and being able to make our own pathway. And I think that for me, at least, it makes it so much easier to do that when I have somebody else to bounce ideas off of or confirm that I'm making a good decision or tell me that I'm making a terrible decision. When I find the people who I see who are taking those courageous steps and doing that scrappy stuff all on their own. I'm just looking at them thinking, it's like I'm on a, in a zoo and they're this animal that I've never seen before <laughs> from somewhere far, far away. <laughs> Maybe in your galaxy. <laughs> a big moment for me was when I um, had to redefine what partnership was. Again, to go back to space, you don't have two people steering the spaceship, right? Sometimes we're working in unison, but a lot of times we're, we're working in parallel and it's almost like ground control and the person up in the pod or whatever, you know, you get to steer out in the pod, but then there's somebody at ground control who's watching and, you know, seeing the lay of the land and is another set of eyes and providing you feedback. And I think that in a partnership, 
it is really important and knowing you know the balance of we didn't have to do everything together i mean we sat together we've known each other forever where you know best friends were you know very close in in a lot of our thinking but we've figured out when we have to do everything together and when when a decision is you know okay for the other person to go ahead and do and and that you're you're you have enough trust that you can do that it's nice to be able to have somebody that you trust that can give you feedback on what your what the perception of you might be to somebody else and because the trust is there there's not a ton of fear or not a lot of repercussion for that right which is when you're starting a business you kind of need some self-awareness so that you know although i've seen a lot of people who are completely unaware of who they are be very <laughs> successful in business but that also is a different trait that works for them you know but I do think that um, having self-awareness is really powerful when you are starting a business because it makes you make more meaningful and intentional steps yeah, and essential when you have a partnership. I think if you're the king of the world and you're this owner right. of the company, owner of one, yeah, you know, I don't know how self-aware, right? That how important that is, right? When you're you might not need it, you're right. You know, yeah, it's it is critical. I also think that we are incredibly um, well. We're, we persevere, and that's one of the qualities you I think you need when you are starting a new business there's a lot of rejection there's a lot of, and you read this over and over when you when you start doing research on new businesses that you know you just have to cast a wide net you've got to talk to everyone you know but wait, that came with a lot of rejection and a lot of no's and a lot of maybes I think the maybes are the hardest because you think there's a glimmer of hope yeah that you can work together but do you but, think that that's really true that you have to talk to everyone I mean I feel like I feel like for me, it just feels a little bit like sometimes I'm talking to someone and I realize that that person might not be the person that can create a catalyst or that that person might not be the person who wants to or, or is in the position to be able to work with a, a team like the people at Diagram, right? And I think that that, you know, maybe the idea of you have to talk to everyone is about you won't know unless you talk to everybody who those people are. But I do feel like I've gotten into that place where I'm not sure if we have to talk to everyone. I think that there's specific people that we need to talk to. And I think that I feel like I've gotten better at finding those people. I disagree because I, I'm a, you know, I'm a strong believer in serendipity. I would agree with is that, that, not everybody is the right person to give us work or to help us, but I also believe that that person, because you're top of mind and you just talk to them, may talk to somebody else or may be in a situation where they remember who you are because you just talked to them. And sometimes I think it's, it's they don't even know that they need help until we talk to them. Some of that is like we've talked, we talked to some people a year ago and it doesn't come to fruition for another couple of years. I, I don't I don't think we always need to have a long conversation about how to work together, but I do think that that, that constant keeping top of mind is, is essential. I guess what I'm thinking is that if I go to a conference, let's say, 
I am much more strategic about the people that I speak to. I'm not one of those people that's just going to go speak to everyone. And it's because I'm, I feel like I'm focused on the kind of people that, that we will be able to collaborate or that there is some sort of partnership there or there is a relationship to be built. For example, let's say we went to a conference and there was a marketer there from a really large healthcare company. I'm not sure if I would really choose to seek that person out. Now, if it was a conference that had nothing to do with marketing and in healthcare and they were there, I might because that means that they're looking for something different, that they're trying to find something else. But I just, I guess what I'm, I'm just thinking is that there's a lot of conversations that I feel like it's super clear that that person, this working with teams like us are not at the front of their mind. And maybe those people tend to be a longer relationship and maybe not. Yeah, you have a great sensibility for reading people. And I think that that's a gift. That's something that I've has always been a great asset to our business is your sense of people. And, and you remember when we were talking about micro expressions? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had read an article. Yes, about it was an article. Mic- I can't a- remember where that article was from, but yeah, yeah. it was so interesting. Cause it was that, that we have expressions like happy or smiling, but there are smaller expressions Yeah, within those smiles. That, that some people are able to read. Yeah. And I've always felt like, we talked about this, that you have the ability to do that. Um, and I, I think that that's a talent. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the, and, and you and I definitely have this balance, is you are much more about forging relationships with those people that you feel like you want to forge relationships with. And you are a little, you have less of a discerning eye as far as, it might lead to something, it might not, it could be great, it, it, you know, but I like that person and so I'm going to, you know, do that. And I think that that, it's not me and that's, <laughs> that's why you have more friends than I do. <laughs> but I do think that it's, I mean, it's, it's good to have, I definitely think it's good to have both. And we are most certainly different in the kind of people that we seek out, which is good. That's what makes a business good, right? Is that you can't be constantly, it's like as if we were trying to aim for the same boyfriend, right? It it would never work. We would always be arguing. But because we have completely different tastes in boys and completely different tastes in people that we want to speak to, it makes our circles wider, right? Because you introduce people that I might not have ever spoken to and I do the same for you. And I think that that really works and grows a business. I think specifically in an industry where we kind of have this blend of creative because we are designers by nature and something that's a little more conservative like healthcare and we're constantly trying to find this blend. We're trying to find that in people too that we speak to that have good blends. And I think that as uh, business owners, we're battling that blend all the time. Like a a smoothie. Sometimes, but you know when the smoothie settles out and the like, the thick stuff is on top, and then all the juice That's is on the why bottom. That's why you need a good blend, and it can't be a brown smoothie, right? Like you've got to have the right balance of ingredients. Anyway, you know the the podcast is it's here. It's like we made it. We did it. <laughs>
It's good. So yes, I think we've covered all the topics that we wanted to talk about and covered a lot of things about where we come from, who we are, and how we started this business. For the next episode, we're going to talk about our startup that we've started. It's, it's been a been couple years. Two years. Yeah, and that has been its own thing, which is crazy. We have lots to talk about, a lot more. Um, and so we are planning on doing podcasts every other week. And it will be about our experiences with business. And we've kind of planned a lot of really good uh, content topics and some guests to speak with us. And I think that we have some really exciting things coming up. It's good. So yes, I'm trying to figure out how to close this. Well, maybe we just close it. But how? Like this. Stay tuned for our next episode. Please consider subscribing to Yeah Now if you like what you hear. We have all of the social media stuff, website, Instagram, you know, all those things. Uh, yeah Now the podcast is what you'll do a search for. When you're searching for Yeah Now, it's Y-A-H comma N-O. It's yeah, no, not yeah, no. Yeah, no is produced by Sean Nazari with directional help by Jen Bai. Our theme song is written and performed by Chess Smith. Thanks to Tim O'Donnell for our visual design. I'm Tina Park. I'm Nia Osaki. Thanks for listening. Perfect. Cut.